Joining me right now is Ramona Pascal. She is Road FC, Bantamweight. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on again. Of course, you know, always welcoming uh, a returning guest. <laughs> yeah, good to be on the show. Um, let's talk about, you know, your last fight, your debut at Road FC 45 uh, in December, right, right near Christmas time. Uh, mm -hmm. You went in there, you faced uh, the young So Jin, and you got the unanimous decision. Um, what did you think about your performance? Um, I definitely could have showed more, you know, than I did. Um, I thought, you know, a win is a win, right? And that was really the main uh, focus. But I, I really felt that I gassed a little early. Mm -hmm. I think it was just from having a very intense camp, um, not just in terms of my training and the fact that, you know, all camps are intense, but just my headspace, being in Korea on my own, uh, being in the cold, uh, working with a team that didn't speak English, you know, that was just um, the sort of psychological exhaustion and burden was just a lot greater than it should have been. Um, and so I was just very burnt out from all of that, you know, and I didn't feel fully recovered. And then there was a weight cut and everything. Um, the weight cut went well, but it was just every, all the whole six weeks, you know, just kind of piling up. Um, and so I felt like, you know, I, I'm the kind of person that needs to be like sweating profusely before I get in the cage. And, you know, the warm up rooms are really warm. But then once they let us out, because it was like cold, right? It's like December. Once they let us out into like the, you know, the back way to get to the, to, to the, um, to the ballroom, uh, I just completely cooled down. I was like cold, you know? And so you get in there and they do the announcing and then you're not really, you know, you're, you're even more cold. You're, you're even more cooled down. So, um, yeah, I felt like it took me a, a round to get into it. And then it, wasn't, it was in the second round that I actually got more loose. Um, and I basically found the one thing that was working for me and just kept hammering at it. You know, I didn't really show much versatility. I didn't really do anything, anything wrestling related. It was just really clinch, knee, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad I was able to show that, you know, my clinch game is decent. And, you know, I can throw pretty powerful knees. Um, but, you know, she still did really well coming in with those big shots that I didn't really have an answer for. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, happy for the win, you know, like I said. But uh, I definitely thought that I could have performed better, you know, for what I'm capable of. So I'm, uh, you know, it was kind of back to the drawing board. As soon as that was done, um, I knew exactly what I needed to work on. Uh, and so that's what I've been working on with the team here in Phuket. Yeah, after the fight, uh, you know, going through everything that you went through, do you feel that emotionally, mentally, you're at the strongest you have ever been? Uh, absolutely, 100%. You know, I would never go and do that again. And if I had known what I was going to go through, I wouldn't have gone. But I'm so glad I did it. You know, it's it's just... It really challenged me to have to be resilient and have to rise to the occasion, you know, and, and, and just um, navigate my own way around all of these demons, you know, all of these obstacles and all this adversity that I was facing that didn't necessarily have anything to do with fighting, you know. It was maybe just being somewhere completely new, you know, in extreme weather conditions that I've never felt, you know, I've always just lived in tropical areas. 
Um, and it makes a big difference when you're like, you know, you wake up and you just, you just want to stay in bed. Like you just, you know, the weather's just not helping with wanting to like do shit. Right. Um, and then the language barrier and just being really lonely and going through periods of time where I just didn't speak English to anyone, you know? So, um, you know, living so far from the gym, having to figure out like the cost situation with being in, in Seoul, you know, where things are really expensive. So having to be really smart with where I would like shop for food, like go to that supermarket because the apples are a dollar cheaper or like, you know, find a place to stay for cheap. And it ended up being this like, you know, um, this like kind of basement that was converted into an apartment with this other, you know, other local people uh, who were comp who were so nice to me. They're incredible, but just the whole situation just made it a lot harder. Um, and it was just so good for me. So it's like, for me being here in Phuket, it's like nothing. Like Fight Camp is, I'm like having such a good time. I wish Fight Camp was, you know, longer, you know. Um, it just makes things easy. Even though we're like, I'm getting smashed like twice a day in the gym, like completely picked apart. It's, uh, it's just easy. Like I have my own space, you know, things are cheap. The weather's amazing. I live like five minute walk from the gym. Like it's just, I feel spoiled, you know, and it's also brought me a lot of gratitude with obviously like just my circumstance in the past, but also just where I'm at right now. So it was definitely very um, necessary for me to go through that. And I'm definitely stronger for it. Yeah. You're talking about uh, you're in Phuket right now. You're in training camp for your fight road FC 47 in Beijing. You joined Phuket top team. How did that all come about? So I visited two years ago, um, even before I decided that I was going to fight MMA, just on a holiday, and it was like five days. Um, I'd done a couple sessions at uh, Tiger. I'd done a couple sessions at Top Team. Um, and then that's when I met Eric, uh, the head coach at Top Team. Um, and we just, you know, exchanged like social media, like we connected there. And then um, we just kind of kept in touch a little bit, you know, like I would just you know, kind of see what he's up to. He knows what I'm up to in terms of like the fight situation. Um, and I just felt like his philosophy on like training. So he like, he'll put up posts and things like that was just very in line with kind of what I was looking for in a coach. Um, and he's all about that kind of mental game. He's all about, um, you know, fighting as a whole, not just like the physical aspect of it which I really liked. Um, and he's just, just, just kind of madman. He's just passionate about coaching, you know, like he's, he doesn't compete. Like he's, he's not, there's nothing else that really piques his interest. He just like loves to coach. He loves to develop people and he finds the best ways to do that. And then he, that kind of helps him develop himself, which I find really awesome. So, um, we had been talking even when I was in Korea, cause I'd said, Oh, maybe I might want to come over. And he was like, yeah, sure, of course. Like, you know, we have a lot of really good girls here for you to train with, blah, blah, blah. And then, so that didn't end up happening. And so finally, when I came over in January, I was like, hey, Eric, I'm going to be in town. Like, you know, come see you guys, check out gyms. And I told him I was going to be at Tiger as well. And he was like, you know, we can set up a, a sponsorship for you if you do decide to come over here and train with us exclusively. And I was like, okay, sounds good, but let me just see, like, what's up. And so I came and then I tried both gyms. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, you know, I was kind of, I already had a connection, you know, to him, with him. Um, and I just already kind of had a, had a feeling that I, you know, top team was the team that I wanted to choose. And I think both gyms and both teams have, um, are really strong in different areas. It really depends on what you're looking for, right? So I know a lot of guys who love Tiger because they like to go 
you know, train with like so many different people, like you get a lot more training partners uh, from all over the world. And, you know, it's, it's a kind of a big house where like everyone's like see and be seen. Um, but I was looking more for like, um, like coaching attention, you know, which is what I found that I didn't have in Korea. So that's what I was looking for this time. You know, someone who's going to tell me exactly what I'm going to be training, what I'm going to be working on, like design my camp to the T, you know, that's what I want. So, um, and Eric was, you know, kind of the right guy I knew to who was going to help me do that. So, um, so yeah, that's how I made my choice. It wasn't really that difficult of a choice, I think. Um, and I just really love the family vibe. I love the guys that I train with, you know, and I've got to know them. Um, and it's just a very supporting, supportive environment um, that, I, that I really fit into. What has your training regimen been like for this camp? Um, so I do all of the MMA and uh, wrestling jujitsu classes in that area. So it'll be wrestling three times a week. It'll be nogi three times a week. Um, we've got pro sparring three times a week. So we work on different things, whether it's like ground and pound, whether it's striking only or whether it's uh, full MMA. And then twice a week, I do the amateur class in the morning. So that's all technique based. So it's something that really even the pros can um, benefit from, but it breaks down techniques so that you do it, you know, kind of string together, stringing everything together with the striking, with the wrestling, with the wall wrestling, with the jujitsu. Um, and in a pace that's just manageable and we don't do too much sparring in that one. It's really just technical. It's just drilling. So I really like that one because I'm still, I'm like a sponge. I'm like trying to absorb everything, right? Like everything is pretty much still new to me because I'm a striker at heart. Um, that's my background. And my first actual exposure to wrestling, I feel like was in Korea, but that was at wrestling for MMA specifically. And so to come here, and be wrestling three times a week, which is something I've never done back home, just because we don't have, you know, there's like one place that has wrestling classes in Hong Kong, you don't have a lot of wrestling coaches. Um, and that's a part of my game that I really want to bring up and I'm focusing on. So I, I honestly have not been doing much striking at all. Um, I do pads uh, twice a week. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, but uh, yeah, just really focusing on the wrestling more than anything. Um, and stringing things together in the MMA classes. You dropped down to bantamweight for the first time in your debut. Now mm -hmm. your your second fight at bantamweight is coming up. Is it easier to cut weight in Thailand compared to in Korea now that you have that experience? No, oh, absolutely. I guess it depends on what you know what season you're in in Korea. But like when I was in the cold, it was just. Sometimes it's just hard to break a sweat, you know, when you finally do, once you stop moving, it's like gone, like you're not sweating anymore, you know? So the fact that you're here, everyone trains hard, it's intense, it's humid, it's hot, like you, a lot of your, you know, the water in your body just like comes out. And so um, the challenge is really staying hydrated, making sure you're taking in, you know, sodium so that your body can retain the water. Um, it's definitely a lot easier. And also, you know, in Korea, we had MMA training once a day and then you would do your own thing in your second second session um whereas here it's like everything's taken care of I just show up you know and they tell me what to do and so every morning I'm at the gym 9 30 for class Monday to Friday and then in the afternoon I either train um you know either five o'clock or six o'clock and then Saturdays I'll do another session so um 
yeah, it's, it's really easy. Like I'm just working so much, you know, and it'll be like two to three hours a day at least, um, in this kind of heat. So yeah, it's just, it's really manageable and it's nice. Cause then I get to eat a little bit more, you know, cause I'm like working more. So can't complain about that. Do you consider yourself a foodie? Foodie. I mean, I love food. <laughs> that's <laughs> if that's what makes a foodie, you know, people are kind of, Oh, I'm a foodie. And I will want to go to like sit fancy places and try and try new things. Uh, you know, I like food that's like good for the soul, you know, that makes me feel good. That tastes amazing. You know, I'm not too like fussed about like where it has to come from or what restaurant or Michelin star this or that. Um, but yeah, I'm like big on food. I'm big on like, you know, eating foods that like make me feel good during camp, but also that keep me as satisfied as possible, you know? So it's like, people are pretty easy with like, oh, I'm just going to like have somebody prepare my food and whatever. Like I like to like customize my own like as much as possible i like to prepare my own thing or i'll like customize i'll get like my protein from this place and like my carbs from this place whatever or my salads from here and i make my meals as massive as possible and that's actually what i'm really good at so it'll be like the most massive salads you've ever seen and you know it keeps me um keeps the appetite at bay at least so you know able to manage it and just nutrition is something that i've just been very um into you know like obviously as a fighter like a lot of fighters and this includes me when I was starting off in the beginning um, stages of my career you know you kind of just do what you've been told not what you've researched not what you actually know because you don't know anything at all so um you know you do it all wrong and you mess up a lot and so I think through that I've just kind of developed this interest in nutrition it's like you know what meal timing and macros and how much carbs you should be eating and you are you gonna go high carb high fat you know stuff like that and um and it's fun to see people ask me questions you know um and i just sometimes i don't realize how much i actually know about it because i'm i obsess over it because this is what i do right until someone asks me a question and then i just word vomit this like whole paragraph you know and i'm like oh wow like you know i hope that was helpful and you know they they find it helpful so um so that's cool a few weeks back you made a visit to beijing and for Road FC 47, the press conference, but also you're there for the opening of the Road Multispace Gym. Did you yeah. get to go in there and, you know, explore that space? Yeah, oh my God, that place is crazy. You know, I used to, I used to work at Epic MMA, um, which is a gym that uh, used to be around. It's just kind of like an Evolve style. I've seen Evolve too, but man, this place like blows both out of the water. It was I don't know what kind of money, like, I don't know how much, like, it's definitely a lot of money, but it's just this crazy, like, you have your MMA cage, and you have the MMA area, and the bags and stuff, your typical, like, five-star MMA facility, and then you have, like, all this, all these weights, so it's, like, a five-star, like, gym, and then you have, you know, your beautiful, like, front desk changing rooms, and, like, your spin, spinning room, and your yoga area, and you have, like, a whole area that's just offices, and then you have like a, a bar, like a club, like a lounge bar club, like restaurant or whatever. Um, it's, it's really a club, you know, it's, it's, it's this crazy, like really good looking thing. And, um, and there's like road FC, like led, you know, or like, um, flat screens, like everywhere playing like road FC, you know, fights and stuff like that. It's crazy. I didn't actually know it was the opening when I went for that press conference. Um, so a lot of things that like happened, I was like, Oh, this is happening. This is cool. 
Um, but yeah, that was cool. That was really awesome for them to like fly me over there, just to experience that. That would have been my first media thing, I suppose you could say, for for fighting. So during the press conference, you actually got to meet your opponent. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marina yeah. Kamugai, right? Now yeah. you size her up, you know, did you see look at her and be like, hey, you know, she's not as big as I thought she would be? Oh, absolutely. Every time you see your opponent, you're sizing everything up, you know, you're like, you're trying to pay attention to every single detail while like kind of like discreetly, not like staring at them. Um, I've seen like photos of her and I know like her height. So I know that she's taller than me. So um, nothing about her size like really surprised me, I guess. Um, But it's always like, I've never actually met with an opponent this far out, you know, like, I mean, I've fought people that I've known before. But for someone I don't know, um, I've never actually had this kind of, you know, face off like three weeks before the fight or anything like that. Uh, But I think it was good, you know, just sometimes you kind of make up your opponent to be this like crazy savage. And you're like, God, I need to go in and kill her. Otherwise, she's going to kill me, you know. But at the end of the day, this is another girl, you know, another human being like She's got a family. She's got hobbies. She's got, like, whatever. She's really into fighting, just like I am. Um, and we're just going to duke it out, you know? So whoever's more aggressive on the night, whoever wants it more, like, we don't know that yet. Um, but in terms of, like, you know, it's not like a superhuman being with, like, bulging veins and, like, you know, who's just going to clobber me to death. So, um, yeah, I, f- I feel like it helped me because then I'm just like, dude, this is another person. You know, this is another chick. Like, she's going to give me a hard time for sure, and I'm not never going to underestimate that. But, like, I know I'm a beast too, you know? And so um, it'll be good just to, you know, it'll be a good fight for sure. I'm excited. When you step into the cage in Beijing, what can we expect from you? I definitely feel that I'm going to be able to show more than I did the last time. Um, I, my mind space, my head space right now, my mindset is just, I'm, I'm in such a good place. You know, I'm surrounded by the right people. I'm in the right environment. I feel less stressed than I ever have for any fight coming up. Um, you know, sure, the pressure's there, but I feel like I've been able to manage that pressure a lot better than I have in the past. Um, you know, just in the fact that I've done this, this is my sixth uh, pro fight, um, my second in Road FC. But just, you know, just having a great camp, you know, feeling good. I'm, I'm in the right direction. I'm getting the right, um, the right feedback from my coaches. Um, I'm getting the right advice. And I'm kind of just trusting the process more, you know, and just kind of not worrying much about the things that I don't have control over, which is what she's going to do, you know, come the night. Uh, focusing on my strengths, focusing also on my weaknesses, you know, trying to bring that up focusing on the game plan and the strategy. So I'm confident that this will be the best performance I'll ever put on. You know, there, there's like, there's just no excuse. I, I didn't have, like, I'm mentally just going to be in a really great place coming into that fight. You know, I, I, I cut down the 62 and I made that pretty easy last time. Um, and, you know, judging on where my weight was this far out from the fight, uh, I'm on track, you know? And so I'm kind of, taking things that worked for me before, improving things that didn't. Um, And there's no reason for this to not be the best performance of my career. Before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about uh, last March, 
you were one of the speakers, guest speakers at the yeah, yeah, Leading yeah. Women Dialogue in Hong Kong. How, uh, how did you feel when they asked you to be a speaker for such a big, broad audience? Yeah, it was crazy. So, well, this is um, this is Oracle. So, like, um, you know, obviously, um, internet, a global global uh, company, but it was internal, you know. So it wasn't like super big, but at the same time, um, it was still like my first speaking gig. Um, someone had actually reached out to me on Instagram like a few months before. It was it might have been uh, before my or right after my fight. It might have been like Christmas time, even you know, or just January. And said, hey, we're doing this thing. Um, really keen to get you on board. We're just trying to get women from like completely different backgrounds, you know, which is like something they've never done before. Because usually they have like high level execs come in, you know, entrepreneurs. Um, in which there were like a couple entrepreneurs. And I was, you know, kind of jumped at the opportunity. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Because, you know, public speaking is my whole life growing up. It's been like the scariest thing I could possibly think of. Like I'd rather jump out of a plane than speak in front of a crowd, you know. Like as a kid, I was just so shy and, you know, that's kind of like a whole nother topic, how, why I got into fighting and how fighting's helped me, my confidence and things like that. But public speaking has always been something that I have always wanted to conquer, but I've always been like, oh no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Um, and I think through fighting and through MMA, like I've just, I've kind of, I keep breaking my own boundaries, you know, in terms of what I can, you know, endure and like the situations that I put myself in. So I feel like it's about time that I go into public speaking finally, you know, um, and give that a go. And, and, you know, I love to write. I love to express myself um, in a way that's appealing to people. You know, you, you want to be able to tell your life story in an exciting way, right? You want people to be interested in you. And I'm constantly putting myself in situations where I'm having to deal with things that people most people maybe would not have to deal with, you know, that might find, find it interesting or they might find it useful. Like, I don't know, you know, um, might find it relatable maybe. Um, and so, yeah, so doing that was super fun. I was super nervous, but it really just, they just wanted to hear about my experience fighting, hear about what I've been through, asking me specific questions about my career and, you know, uh, the Korea thing and um, how I deal with different situations that people you know on the daily deal with like adversity or difficulty or um making sacrifices or you know being unsure or things like that um and yeah I had a super good time and then actually recently um I applied for this TEDx uh speaker series mm -hmm. and I got it I got selected so that's going to be in June right after my fight so I'm kind of preparing for that right now. And then I'm going to have to prepare for it even more after the fight. And then, um, yeah, so the event is on Saturday, June 2nd. And that will be like my first proper individual speaking gig. Um, and I'm super excited. I'm like super nervous. I'm probably more nervous about that than my fight. Um, but, you know, if this is something that I fall into, I would be so happy to do that. You know, if I can like go in and talk to kids because like a lot of, people ask like, oh, why do you fight? And I feel like a lot of it comes to do with like my childhood and not having confidence to really, um, I was just like in my shell and just didn't have the confidence to go and do things and try things, you know? Um, just all that, you know, stayed within my comfort zone, like until I was, God, my early twenties maybe. Um, so yeah, like if I can sort of impart some of my experience and things that I've learned to 
you know, young, the younger, you know, younger people that might help them with making their decisions, you know, um, that would be awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that is public speaking is the fear of most people in the world. Um, oh, but yeah. before you could, before she uh, makes her first appearance on TEDx, you can catch her at road FC 47 on May 12th. And uh, I'm excited to see you fight again to see uh, your progression as a mixed martial yeah. artist. No, oh, you'll definitely see that. I'm so excited to fight. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. All right. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, John.